In this episode of the Microgreens Podcast, I'm going to talk about the easiest microgreens to grow. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grows will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Today I'm going to touch on the easiest microgreens to grow. I think my list is a little bit different than uh, everyone else's. I put together a list of what I think are the 17 easiest microgreens to grow, and you can see a link to that article if you go to the show notes for this podcast. This is episode number 32, so go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash three two and that will take you to the show notes and i'll have a link to that article i updated this article i originally started with six and i updated it to 17 and i probably will update it again as i go and start growing more microgreens but i want to give you my thoughts on the 17 that i have listed and what i think are really the easiest and in some ways it's a little bit of a mixed bag because some microgreens are easy to grow, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think that people should start with those. And I think the first one right on the list um, is is one of those microgreens, and it's radishes. Radishes are by far the simplest microgreens to grow. You just throw them on soil. They're large seeds. They're easy to spread. You'd think they'd be good for beginners, but there are problems with them. And the problems really start with how fast they do grow. And as exciting as it is to see them grow fast, there can be problems when it comes to the harvest time. Radishes only really give you two to three days of harvest, and then they've grown too tall, too big, too tough. So a person new to growing microgreens might blow through that whole period and miss the ideal harvest time. They just they have no idea of when to harvest, so they hesitate, and by the time they finish hesitating, the microgreens have gone past their prime. Radishes also transpire a lot, so the middle of the tray can get wet and you can run into some mold or at least stinky microgreen type problems with radishes. So even though they're easy to grow, I don't think they're necessarily the right microgreen for a beginner to start with. So what microgreen should a beginner start with? In my opinion, beginners should start with one of the brassicas, whether it's broccoli, cabbage, kohlrabi, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, or kale. Personally, I like to start people out with Kohlrabi. Purple Vienna Kohlrabi is just a beautiful microgreen. Its growth habit is very uniform, unlike broccoli, which can be straggly here and there. When Kohlrabi germinates in the blackout period, it doesn't seem like it's struggling. A lot of the other brassicas, they're all twisted and contorted, and they're really struggling to lift up that weight, where the purple Kohlrabi just sort of hangs back, uniformly starts to lift up that weight. I think the process is just easier and smoother starting with kohlrabi. Plus, again, you get that beautiful microgreen at the end. Kohlrabi has a fairly long harvest time, so it gives the beginner a little bit more time to get into the whole process of growing microgreens from seed to germination to letting them grow to watering them to harvest. When I'm teaching classes, I always include purple kohlrabi microgreen seed. It's just, it's just a great beginner's microgreen. As far as the other brassicas, I'm going to rate them as... Uh, Cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, and then cabbage. The reason I put kale and cabbage at the end is kale can have some split germination times. A lot of times some of that seed will germinate really early. Then there'll be a lag. 
so it looks like it's not all germinating. It also grows quite a bit slower. And with red cabbage, you can actually have overcrowding problems with cabbage. Um, some, of the, some of the plants inside can die if you have too much moisture or if it's too hot. So I always put those towards the end. So as far as the brassicas, I'd rate it kohlrabi, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, and then the cabbages. But any of those microgreens would be just great for a beginner to start with. After that, believe it or not, I'm going to include my mix as the next easiest. I'm not a fan of mixes because of the different germination rates, but the Mighty Micro Mix does a pretty good job. It has a lot of the brassicas and some mustard in it, and it's some of the easier mustards. So it germinates pretty well. There's generally not any problems with them. Again, there's a little bit of red cabbage in there. Actually, there's quite a bit of red cabbage in the Mighty Micro Mix. So it can have some crowding or overwatering issues, but overall, people have had great luck with it. So I think it was a good beginner's microgreen seed. After that, I'm going to switch. I think I know I have like arugula and basil in there. And although I do think they're easy, I think some of the ones I've added later are a little bit easier. For example, carrots. Although carrots take a long time to germinate, they're really pretty easy to grow. You just spread that seed. And as long as you're patient, which could be a problem with beginners, but as long as you're patient, those seeds will almost always all germinate and they grow very uniformly. And they grow slow enough so that you can see that process throughout. Nothing's rushing you and making you make a decision before you want to. So carrots are a really easy microgreen to grow. After that, I'm going to include Tokyo Benica and probably turnips, purple top turnips. Those are pretty easy to grow. Purple top turnips do have some pretty small seeds. So doesn't the Tokyo Bianica. They have smaller seeds, so it makes it a little bit harder for a beginner to see the seeds on the soil and to spread them evenly. But overall, they grow very uniform. The purple top turnip will grow quick. The bianica is just a really nice microgreen. Now, both of those have a little bit of a sharper taste, so some beginner microgreen growers don't really like a sharp, hot flavor. They like more of the mild brassica flavors, you know, like broccoli or kale. But overall, the turnip and the Tokyo Bianica are really nice, easy microgreens to grow. Very simple, very easy to water, very easy to care for, and very easy to harvest. Those are great microgreens. Next on my list are some that people don't include, and they're mucilangia seeds. That's arugula and basil. I think they are fairly easy to grow. Both of them take a little bit longer than most normal microgreens, but they grow very uniform. And they're very easy to grow once they've germinated. And as far as germination, it's really pretty simple if you just leave them alone, which can be a problem. But if you just tell the person that's growing them that these seeds just need to be left alone and not disturbed, they're very fragile when they're young, and give them time in the blackout period, basil, genovese or lemon basil, or arugula are really easy to grow. The advantage of a beginner growing arugula or, or a basil is that they're very flavorful. And if the growing doesn't hook them, then the flavor will hook them. Next, I'm going to include onion or leeks. I think these are really easy seeds to grow. Besides their longer germination period, the only problem is they do have a tendency for to get a little bit of tip brown. But it isn't really a problem. They, the tips will brown out a little bit, but the plants will keep growing. I've even taken a pair of scissors and just given them a haircut. Just cut those tips right off and then let the microgreens grow. They grow right up through it. Matter of fact, onions and leeks, another advantage is that they will regrow. 
I think a lot of people get a kick out of seeing their microgreens regrow. To me, I'd rather just plant a whole new tray. I think you get a better harvest. I think the microgreens are better. So generally, one harvest and I'm done, except for lettuce as far as microgreens. But onions and leeks will regrow. They're pretty indestructible. The only problems that people could have with them is if they're living in a really warm climate is they really would rather grow in a much cooler climate. You get them up above 78 or 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and you can run into problems with leeks or onions. But I think you can say that for all microgreens. If you don't have a lot of air movement, heat is one of the worst things you can do for microgreens. Next on my list is wasabina mustard or wasabi, if you can ever get it in stock. But these mustards, especially for a thin stem mustard, grow very easily. I seem to have better luck with the dome method than I do the weighted blackout method. So it's a little bit different than than the other microgreens. But overall, it's a very easy microgreen to grow. They grow very uniformly, have a lot of flavor, and not much bothers them. They can grow actually in some warmer conditions than the other microgreens, and they can grow in the colder conditions. Last on my list are peas and sunflowers. Both of these large seeded microgreens can have mold problems while they're growing. In fact, of all the microgreens I grow, I have more problems with pea seeds and mold than I do any other microgreen. By far. By far, I have more problems growing peas. I've grown peas without soil, without a mat, just on a mesh screen. I've grown them in soil. I've grown them on soil. I've grown them on hemp. I've grown them on bamboo. I've grown them about any way that you can grow peas. And I generally run into problems sooner or later with any method. And I think everyone's had problems with sunflowers at some point in time. And a lot of it just happens to be the batch of sunflowers you get. Sunflower seed hulls are just a magnet for fungus spores. So, you know, you can always have problems with sunflower seeds. I just wouldn't recommend to a person that's never grown any microgreen at all or that hasn't had any experience growing seeds, there's no way I would stick them with a tray of peas or a tray of sunflower seeds. I think that's just asking for trouble. And truthfully, if truth be known, I probably was intimidated into adding sunflowers and peas to my list of easiest to grow microgreens because everyone puts them on there. I don't think they're really easy at all. Sooner or later, you can run into mold problems with peas and sunflowers. And as a beginner, that can just be discouragement. We don't want to discourage anyone from growing microgreens. We want to give them a win right off the bat. We want them to grow a great tray of microgreens that's easy to grow, that look nice, that have a great flavor, and are easy to harvest. We want them to get a win so they'll keep growing microgreens. If I was asked in what order I'd put these 17 microgreens to give a beginner to grow, to get them experience so that they grow microgreens again, what would be what order would I put them in? I would start with kohlrabi, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, kale, cabbage, mighty micro-mix, radishes, carrots, tokyubianca, purple top turnip, basil, wasabina, arugula, onions and leeks, and then the peas and sunflowers. That would be my order. It's really hard to beat any of those brassicas. Karabi, because they're so uniform and they have so much color and they have such a long time of harvest, I think they're just a great beginner's microgreen. Cauliflower and Brussels sprouts, because they have those larger green leaves, they grow fairly quickly. They're very substantial, so you're going to get a lot of microgreens out of a tray. And they actually look very pretty with the dark green leaves and the white or um, purplish pink stems. 
Then broccoli, that's a standard. It does grow fast. But again, it can get a little wiry. It can grow a little crooked. Um, but again, it's a good beginner's microgreen. And then kale, it grows a little bit slower. The seed's a little bit tougher to germinate. But overall, kale's very easy. And then, you know, the red cabbage. Radishes are at the end, mainly because they grow so fast. And I want to get people in the habit of knowing when and how to harvest microgreens before I give them a microgreen that you only have two or three days um, to harvest before they start going bad. Well, not necessarily going bad. They just get tougher and the flavor's not as good as they are earlier in their life. After that, it's pretty much a toss-up. The nice thing about all these other microgreens is they grow in different ways. You know, basil has, is really slow, but it's got really cute plants. Arugula stays short, but has so much flavor. Carrots are just, they just look pretty cool. Wasabina mustard, I mean, it's got a great flavor. Onions and leeks, again, it's, it's a microgreen that grows fairly easy if you're patient with it. And there's a ton of flavor, and they last a long time, and they regrow. And then, of course... Peas and sunflowers, everybody loves them, but to me, I don't think they're really a super early beginner's microgreen. More before you get into the intermediates, you start growing peas and sunflowers. That's just my opinion. What do you think? What do you think is the easiest microgreen to grow? Send me an email at todd at homemicrogreens.com and let me know what you think is the easiest microgreen to grow and what of those 17 I listed have you had problems with. If you haven't grown some of those microgreens and you want to give them a try, don't forget the Home Microgreen store has all these seeds. We're very competitively priced. I ship very quickly. Um, I think that you'll enjoy the service. And if you ever have a question, you can email me and I am going to answer you. Unlike some of these other places where you're just getting a customer service person that they've hired that may not have any idea on what a microgreen really is. So check out the Home Microgreens store. Um, you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash store, or you can just go to the Home Microgreens homepage, and there'll be a button up at the top that says shop. Or you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash 32. That will take you to the show notes for this podcast. And I'll have a link that goes to the store. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you're listening to it, please subscribe. It can really help out the podcast. I would really appreciate it if you could just take that one second and subscribe if you already haven't. And once you subscribe, can you just give me a five-star rating? The higher the ratings are, the more subscribers I have, the more this information will get out to people that are looking for microgreens. And isn't that what we really want? Don't we really want more people to be growing their own fresh food in their home? I know that's my mission. That's been a whole microgreens mission from the start. I started growing microgreens for the nutritional value. But when I got into growing them, I really enjoyed the flavor that they added to the food that I was cooking. And I really enjoy growing them. To me, they're just like houseplants. I'd rather grow a whole tray of microgreens and watch it grow from a seed up to, you know, however long I want it to grow than I would to look at the same houseplant for year after year. I'd rather just turn over trays of microgreens as my houseplants. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you found the information useful. And I'll see you next week with a new episode of the Micah Greens Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Micah Greens Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicagreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.